Helping you read out loud confidently, convincingly and conversationally. Hello, this is Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice with your host, uh, Peter Stewart. On Twitter, I'm Tweeter Stewart, T-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. We're talking about various things associated with reading out loud. We've got um, a little bit about corpsing. If you don't know what uh, the definition of corpsing is in this context, I'll tell you more about that in a few days' time. Also, filler words and also cold reading yes certainly as a voiceover artist and as a radio and podcast presenter as well to a certain extent you're going to have to get used to cold reading what is that how do you practice it uh, I was reading a blog the other day about cold reading and the uh, the, the way to practice it was it literally said practice 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 um, not the best bit of advice you'll get rather more insight into cold reading with me on Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice in a few days' time. Okay, we're talking about ad-libbing, though, at the moment, the subject of the last couple of three days of our podcast. We've spoken about what ad-libbing is and about the importance of either spider diagrams or tree diagrams and bullet points as well. Be aware today of ad-libbing minefields. Otherwise, you may find yourself travelling down a a conversational cul-de-sac unless you're very sure of your territory. So always engage your brain before putting your mouth into gear. Think before you speak. And certainly planning is going to help you in that. Mostly then our ad-libs come from preparation, which I've spoken about yesterday, a couple of days. Um, What we say just gives the impression of spontaneity. And there's a bit of a skill about looking at a series of notes and making it sound conversational, making it sound as though these ideas are just occurring to you there and then in the moment. You may look or sound like you're making it up on the fly, but if you're really doing that, then you may not so much fly as fall. Finally today... On-scene ad-libs. Yeah, this is perhaps particularly when you're a radio, or more specifically a TV presenter. A radio presenter out in the field can probably have some notes there that they can look at. Less easy for a TV presenter to do that. They're out on an outside broadcast, say, they're on a remote, uh, they're doing a report from the field, they can attract a lot of attention, and uh, that may make you feel nervous, people watching you, uh, what they may do or say, what you've got to do and say as well. So how do you work without an auto cue? ad-libbing, telling the story without rambling. Well, I've done this several times, so here are my three top tips on this about on-scene ad-libs when you're without a teleprompter. Mentally bullet point your key facts. What are the key facts that you want to get over? So it may be where you are. Well, that's going to be hopefully quite straightforward. What it is you can see, what people are telling you. Yeah, that kind of thing. Your three main bullet points. And then identify three or four items that you can see that you can attach a fact to that'll help you explain the story. For example, if you're at the scene of a fire, yeah, for example, you're at the scene of a fire and you've got so much information coming at you from all sorts of different sources, you're, or you've almost got kind of sensory overload but you know you've got to boil the situation down to three or four key facts. How do you remember those three or four key facts? Well, you attach them to things that you can see. 
and you almost have a kind of arrow or a circle around those three or four different areas and that will act as a prompt for you to ad-lib around the little fact that you've attached to each of those items. For example, probably going to be the building. Okay, so what do we say about the building? What the building is, when it caught on fire, what people think started the fire. Yeah, you're talking about about the fire in the building. Maybe if anyone got out, what does the building hold? Was it derelict? If so, when did it become derelict? Is there anyone else thought to be inside? Yeah, so everything associated with the building. Then you may start move your 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 mental visualization your eyes either in real terms you may actually be looking at, at, at the situation while you're reporting of course at the personnel so you're looking at the firefighters okay again when did they arrive how many are there what are they actually doing yes i know they're trying to put out the fire but by what means have they got hose reels have they got jets have they got an aerial ladder platform are there people on the ground are they going to be dropping water from the air perhaps in a um, in, in 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 a wildfire out on the landscape what are those people doing so we've talked about the building and several items to do with the building we've spoken about the personnel and several items to do with the personnel and then what else well okay let's talk about the whole scene the, the, the scene so therefore your your mental arrow may be coming down in the picture of your mind on top of the crowd okay so what can we talk about as far as the crowd goes well these may be things like when they started to gather how many people there are what the sense is about their understanding of the situation don't necessarily want speculation but it may be that they're in a, a, set, a state of upset because it's a church for example, or other religious building. It may be that it's an historic building, so they're upset about that, for example. It may be, actually, that it's a derelict building and lots of people have been petitioning to have it pulled down anyway. So therefore, there may be another sense of emotion that you can reflect in your voice and also reflect in the facts that you're telling the audience as well. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah? So, Bullet point the key facts, identify three or four items that you can see to attach a fact or a series of facts to, and that'll help you explain the story. And also focus in from the general view to the macro view when describing the scene as well. And by that, what I mean is, go back and see if you can't find on a streaming platform the beginning of the film psycho and what alfred hitchcock did there he had the overview of the city and gradually the camera moved in and closer and closer and closer from a city to a suburb from a suburb to a street from a street to a building from a building to a window in that building and then through the window and then to the people in bed yeah and what they were talking about. So go from outside to inside. The general view, the overview to the macro view. And certainly when you're reporting on a scene like that, you really want lots of colour, quite literally the colour. The colour of the flames, how high they are, what you can hear, the crackle, the sizzle, the playing of the jets, the sirens perhaps. And also another sense which people often forget 
and that is the sense of smell as well. What does the what does the air smell of? What kind of smoke is there? But of course, nowadays we're more likely, for health and safety reasons, quite appropriately, quite rightly, to be wearing some kind of mask or breathing apparatus if we get too close to a fire. But what does that smoke smell what smell like? What does the air smell like? How far away were you when you started to smell it in the car vehicle or while you were walking up the road? The sights, the colours, the smells and the sounds when you're ad-libbing around an on-site scene. Okay, long one from me today. Uh, No apologies for that, because uh, hopefully that was really interesting and a little bit different. Tomorrow, we're going to be moving into another territory, another set of speaking skills, and we're going to be talking about filler words. Yeah, the ums, the ers, the wells, the kinders, and the likes, as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and Voice Over Voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. Bye.